We, we kind of call this a little bit of a, a conversational sermon and uh, addressing uh, today a beautiful topic uh, of, of love. And we're, we're fans. We like love. We, yeah. we do. We do. Yeah. So um, this is my wife, Tanya, in case you're, yes. you're wondering. You know, I know you could be confused because, you know, I rose up here and I just, you know, I just find I'm, people anywhere on the streets, apparently. I'm and not, just bring I'm them. not confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's okay, guys, I got him. He'll be all right. Um, wow. Yeah, we say love a lot in the world, right? We use it um, in lots of simple ways, but really love is a passionate expression. Um, and so, what do you love? Do you I... love Christmas? <laughs> what? That's, that's not in our notes. No. Don't go off notes right away. Um, what do you love? Do I, do I love about Christmas? I, I love things about Christmas. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll leave we'll leave it at sure. that. But I mean, I was I was kind of rocking out to that uh, We Three Kings song today. Like, you know, Jim was just like, you know, I was like, uh, it was awesome. If, yeah, anyways, yeah, I like that. What do I love? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say in the generic term of you know, sort of the superficial way we say mm-hmm. we love things. I love sports. Yes, you do. I I do love sports. I love watching sports. I love playing sports. Um, you know, watching, like, I love the NFL, you know, it was a great game last night, Buffalo and Miami, and the snow was like, it was almost like CFL, but better, sorry, <laughs> like the NFL. Um, I, I love motorcycles, yes. so, like, riding, riding motorcycles, and, and I like, um, I shouldn't say it's my motorcycles, it's our motorcycles. <laughs> my motorcycles. Yeah. yeah. Plural now. Plural, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, love them too much, and uh, I love I love sauces. Yes, you do. Right, like a good yeah. sauce. Any any saucy people here? Like you just like that, like barbecue like you sauce. Will dip anything you, into you, something that is has a sweet sauce oh, on the side. Oh, yeah. I can I can be a decent cook, and I mean I make good food, and then he'll just put sauce on it. <laughs> he loves sauce. I do. It it enhances. We we were at the soup kitchen. We're, I mean, it's gonna leave that right there. I'm yeah. just saying, we we were at the soup kitchen on Friday, and we were they were blessed there with a whole bunch of Chinese food that came in, and I I actually I love Chinese, loves food. Chinese food, and but I would say this is that we we didn't get any of the red sauce to go with it, and I was just like, how do we eat this without sauce? I I love. Um, I also real, recently have realized, even though I don't know if I'm completely going to be an introvert for the rest of my life, but I, I found that I, I love being alone. <laughs> not, we're not in trouble. We're okay. <laughs> I, I love being in my garage, you know, just working on, you know, wood stuff and with tools. And, and I've just found that I've, I've just really, really love doing that. So anyways, enough about me. What do you love? Um, well, I like all kinds of food. I love tacos. Um, I'm not a, so much a sauce person. You like the spice. I like the spice. That's true. Um, I like celebrations and gathering with people. <laughs> Opposites attract. Um, I tend to just love and notice like the little moments. Um, I will be stopped by the stars or the mountains or the beach. Um, 
I like to travel, obviously, as well. Um, yeah, so those are some of the things that I love. Uh, we also love each other. We do. We do. And we love our family. And we love our family. And we really love me. See, um, those of you who haven't heard us, maybe Kimball already say a few times, we have a little new granddaughter, Macy, and she's... Um, four months. Four months. I would probably go right to obsession. Yeah. Like love all the way to obsession right now. It's pretty great. Yeah. I talked to her on my phone, just the pictures. It's sad. <laughs> Anyways, I'll see her in a week. <laughs> but yes, we really love Macy and all of our kids. So yeah. And we do love each other. We've been married for 31 years. True. And I remember saying this, that word, those words to you that mm -hmm. I love you. Yep. And it was a big deal. Was. I was me. like, let's go. So I mean, go ahead. <laughs> you were you were waiting. I was waiting. Yeah. <clears throat> and so very uh, <laughs> you know, nicely. You weren't you weren't rushing me really. No. But I, I had this this uh, <laughs> I guess a what's the word? Um, love. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I had a love before <laughs> you. But a very strong sense that I conviction. Did, a conviction. Thank you, that's yeah. the word. I yes. just needed to know where you were going. We finished each other's sandwiches. Yes. Um Convictions. We had, I had a conviction yeah. that I didn't want to say I love you until I would be prepared to say in the next breath that I would marry you. And, and so, and you knew that. Yeah, and I and, appreciated that. And so that was, was a, that was a big deal. And, uh, and so, and then when I, I was ready to marry you and I said that I loved you and, and I asked you and you said, yes, that was, that was good. And I would say, I think you'd say too. <laughs> It was a pretty good decision. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me as a 21-year-old, what did I know? But it was... I was you know, 19. What did I know? Best decisions that we've made. Nice. Right? Still yeah, there. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyways, enough about us. We also love Jesus. Yes. Um, and that's a little bit more of why we're here today. Um, there's lots of everybody's story of, of love in our lives, whether it's um, in our families or um, in a romantic way or in our friendships. Um, but we're here to more talk about um, the love of the Lord and the love of God in our lives. And so um, a little bit of how I came to know Jesus was I um, had the privilege of being raised in a Christian home. Um, and then from there, had a heritage of faith. Uh, my oma and opa, my dad's parents, um, actually came to the Lord in, in revival um, over in Europe during the war and um, brought that as a beginning of the heritage of faith in my dad's family. And my mom's family, um, longtime heritage of faith in her family from Romania. And so, um, yeah, just had that privilege and understanding of who God was. And so that thread is in my childhood and went to church and, and kind of did all of those classic raised in a Christian home uh, church things, um, but it was in my high school years where I had a youth pastor challenge me. Um, it seems to be a thread in my life that I listen well when I've been challenged um, to embrace who Jesus was fully and understanding his love for me and if it was something that I was going to truly believe and then how was that how was I going to have that impact my life? And was I going to make room for that um, to direct the days of my life? And so 
yeah, where Jesus was Lord of my life. And so that was a very, I can remember the night, um, yeah, where I was challenged in that directly. And so that was a big part of my love for the Lord and understanding how I am loved by him. Yeah, for me, um, my grandfather on my dad's side became a Christian at 42 as well during special revival meetings at at our our church uh, with a missionary from China. And that uh, changed the whole trajectory of my dad's life. And out of that, I, I grew up in, uh, with parents who loved and served Jesus. We were in a small farming community and a small church. But, uh, you know, wow, the, the Christmas productions, the Christmas um, uh, services that we would, we would do. And while I say, like, wow, and I, I remember, you know, my mom loved being in the choir. And we had, man, just for a small church. You uh, were a little shepherd boy? I was, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, at various times. And I would say that wasn't probably where my love for Jesus really <laughs> stemmed because I was often kind of angry, really, because my dad was a bus driver. He dropped me off, you know, after school at the doors of the church where we all got out and had to learn our Christmas lines and sing the songs. And I was way more interested in getting home so I could play hockey. So this it is helpful to understand how we're feeling about Christmas. Thank maybe, you for being here for our maybe therapy session. Maybe this is therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, that was, maybe that was it's part great. of it. But in any event, uh, I, did, I prayed to receive Jesus when I was six years old, just in simplicity of faith. And through that, you know, in Sunday school, youth group, uh, and then you know, camp as well was a, a big part of of my life and yours as well, and, and I re- recommitted my life to Jesus when I was about 14 years old and was baptized when I was 17, and, and I really, though, really grew to understand, I guess, the depth of the love of God for me, probably primarily in my early 20s or, or you know, later teens in, in Bible school, and, uh, and out of that as well, in the journey of, of coming to know him, experience also uh, the call of, of God on my life uh, to serve the church. And you, of course, came alongside me in that and uh, been a big part of that. And so I, I'd say, you know, I've, I have no regrets of that. Uh, but I would say not, you know, just you, you coming alongside me, definitely no regrets, but in terms of what God has placed as a call on my life uh, to serve the church and to serve him, uh, I haven't had any regrets of that. Um, but at the same time, and what we'd love for you to hear uh, from us too, is that we're not unlike many of you. There's, there's some days where probably we, we're, we're kind of scratching our heads thinking, you know, how can God love me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or there's other days where we struggle to, to feel the love of God. And one thing that we know, I mean, it's, there's a tangible sense of like, you're right here and, yeah. and I know you love me and I can hear you say that you love me. And, and when there's friends and there's family around us and we, we have that tangible sense, but with God, it's sometimes it's like, God, where are you? How can we know that you love us? And so there's times like that for us as well, where we, li- we struggle as well to live out the love of God. And so hopefully you hear that in this. Um, but one of the things in this series that we've been talking about with these beautiful things, we talk about at Advent of, of peace and hope and last week joy and today love, is that these aren't just gifts. These aren't just gifts from God. Uh, th- these are things 
that are who he is. And so when we think of the series, Why Jesus and Why Jesus Came, uh, we think about love, and, and I think, uh, you know, Wayne nailed it in his prayer, starting out the prayer, saying, like, love is, is the most important thing as far as uh, the highest value, and it needs to be at the top of the list. Of all the things, confusing things at times when we think about, you know, things that are religious or things that involve our, our faith system or our, our beliefs, um, we can't neglect or move away from, from love. And the simplest thing of God loving us through sending Jesus has to be what our hearts really take hold of, what we really embrace. And so if we're actually to follow through on his call in all of our lives, to follow him, we, we need to understand love. So we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. So that's going to be this morning's conversation, as Kimball said earlier, um, about Advent. So we want to just invite you guys to just join us in this conversation about the love of God. And we're going to look at four specific um, things that God points us to that love is. And so Kimball's going to start us off. What is love is? First one. So first of all, love is who God always has been. Love is who God always has been. So God is love. First John 4 verse 8 starts out with those three very crucial words. God is love. It's one of the clearest expressions in scripture, God is. And you can, of course, complete that statement, that blank at the end of God is with, with various things. That God is just, that God is merciful, God is holy. But in this in this. Scripture and throughout, if you read the book of First John, you'll see this over and over again. This thread of of love and the, and the love of God, but that's something that God always has been. And I would say this has been somewhat of a recent revelation for me. And so, if I could encourage you, we'll start out with a little bit of of big uh, theology here. Okay, you ready for this? Uh, so, this understanding that God did not create the world so that he could invent a thing called love. He didn't need something to love. You know, it wasn't like he was singing the, you know, Queen song, Freddie Mercury, you know, you know, can anyone find me? Somebody to love. Somebody to love. I was hoping you'd like kind of crank it out, but, um, (laughs) you know, he didn't just, just create someone or something so that he, you know, had an object of his affection. He already had that. He already is that. And so he isn't love, you know, he isn't just love void of relationship because love requires an an object or a a direction. You need to love something or someone. And so to say that God is love, that he has always been love, requires us to look kind of at the the character of God. and, And we see this in the beauty of the Trinity. And if you're new in our church, I mean, this is one of our, you know, foundational truths of who God is, that God is triune, that God is one God, there's one God in three persons. And this is a mystery, uh, but it is essential to our understanding of who God is. And so we see that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit eternally exist in a triune relationship of love. It's always been. And so while at Christmas we, we celebrate the gift of Jesus as a baby, this was not the beginning of the Son. The Son has always been. 
Jesus said, before Abraham was born, I am. I existed. I, I am. I am eternal one. The Apostle Paul says in Colossians that all of creation was created by and for the Son. And that he holds all things together. He always has. So this was a, a mystery that... Uh, St. Augustine also came to realize and wrote about, and this is what he said. He says, the Father is the one who loves, the Son is the one who is loved, and the Holy Spirit is the love that flows between them and binds them together. A beautiful picture. And we see this in Scripture. We see this at the, the baptism of Jesus in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, where the voice of the Father says over Jesus, this is my Son, whom I love. Jesus also said this in John 15, verse 9, to his disciples. He says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And so that, that God is, is love, and he always has been love, always will be love, is foundational to our understanding of God, but, but we have to move from that, and we don't move away from theology, but it, it helps to be kind of the underpinnings of, of who we understand God to be and how we live that out. But that's how, that's how love comes to us. Yeah. Um, and so the second love is, is that love is God's universal language. Um, so last week, Russ talked about God reaches us with a language that we can understand, was how he connected with the Magi uh, through the star in, in a way that they would understand. And he is, God is good like that for each and every one of us. Um, and he did that universally um, through Jesus. And I think one of the beautiful ways that we've gotten to experience that in a really tangible way this season is through our Advent readings and the various languages um, it's just that beautiful example that the story of God's love in the sending of his son for us as a baby is true and declared in every tongue and language, no matter if it is represented with gifts under a tree or, like Rosa said, in a community just gathered um, to share and to have the gift of being together. Um, that this doesn't just belong to North America or in a building um, or any one people group. It is universal and it's for all all people. It is the good news for peace for all people. And this characteristic of love that we see displayed in the star of the Magi um, and in sending his son is that narrative where people who need a savior um, get to experience this love. Each of us are welcomed and invited into that. So scripture tells us that love comes from God. Um, and it also becomes the language that his followers speak and are known by. So First uh, John 4 7 and 8 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love God does not know God, because God is love. And John 13 says that by this, everyone will know you are my disciples, if you love one another. So when we understand that God is love, that's who he is in his core, we understand that we can speak that language because we know the one who loves and is love. And so we are called to love one another, knowing we may not get it right all the time. Sometimes I might be more naughty than nice. But as we know, God is love, and we can and are called to love one another. At Christmas in particular, um, if it is our culture, that we give and receive gifts 
as a gesture of the love that we have for each other. And so whether you actually love this part of the season or not, um, it is both, for me, it's a simple and profound reflection of God's love and gift to us. Um, when our daughter, our youngest daughter, Jessa, was little, um, she didn't have any money. She couldn't have a car to go shopping. Um, but she, there was always something under the tree from Jessa for everybody else. And it was usually something that we already owned. <laughs> that had gone missing sometime in the weeks before, um, which was really awesome because she already knew we would need it and want it and love it. She's very smart, this one. Um, and that is a reminder that it's, God was like that too. Like he already knew that we would need this love, that in relationship with him. So he has wrapped up um, something that he already, that was already ours. That was already, what is this love that he has for us. Um, and that's what Christmas is about. Love. Jesus came as a baby knowing that he would be laying his life down and would be raised from dead. But God didn't send him as a baby just so we would have something you know, happy in the middle of this cold and freezing tundra season um, to look forward to. Um, but it is that universal language that we would understand that he came to be with us, Emmanuel, God with us, as the universal language that as we are human together, um, but that he would be carrying with him the character of love as God in the very act of coming to earth. Um, a quote by Maggie Combs that I read um, this last week says, God always loves in deed and truth because that is in line with his character. And as we grow in Christ-likeness, our ability to love will be renewed to be more in line with Christ's character of the one who first loved us. His love is true love and is the only path to loving in truth. So when we think of true love being the character of God, then his love is consistent with his other characteristics. And so, um, as Kimball said already too, God is just, God is faithful, God is wise and righteous and patient and generous. And so in 1 John 4, it says, let us love one another for love comes from God. And Philippians 2 says that out of the same mindset of love, that we are to be unified and patient and humble in how we are with one another. So when we consider how his love is shown and lavished, on each of us, um, we can look at those characteristics and through that lens of love and the same mindset of love that is God, um, it can help us consider how we can look and be in community with one another and share in that universal language that God is love. <clears throat> so while there is, a, there is a common grace of God's love towards all of humanity, uh, every person on earth experiences the warmth of the sun. It's not today, <laughs> uh, but the beauty of, of the seasons and Acts chapter 14 verse 17 talks about God. Uh, he didn't leave himself without a witness to all humanity, rains from heaven, food, good things of creation uh, with a purpose though, that primarily this common grace shows God's love in his being patient, allowing time for sinners to repent and to be saved. He wants all people to come to know him, to come to know his love. And in this, he didn't just show his kindness by common graces, but specifically by providing a means of salvation. And so there are some very clear acts of God, acts of God's love towards the world. And so the third love is, is that love is fully demonstrated by the sending and sacrifice of Jesus for us. 
So if, you, if you've been a, a believer for, for a while, or, or even if you've, uh, I don't know, I guess you've, if you've been watching uh, sports or something every once in a while, someone puts up the John 3.16 sign, but the 316s are, are critical to our understanding of the love of God. And so first one in John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. It goes on to say that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So the love was, was given. And uh, it goes on to say in verse 17 that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So that act of, of sending his son and what we, we do declare at Christmas was very purposeful. It was not to condemn the world, but to bring salvation. And the other 3.16 is, is 1 John 3.16, which says, this is how we know what love is, that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. It was tangible. It was something that he clearly demonstrated his love for us. Romans 5 or 8 says that. God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were still sinners, we were enemies of God, we were opposed to God, and he died for us. That's how he demonstrated his love. Specifically, directly, he loved us, and he showed us his love. He provided a way for us to be forgiven of our sins, made new. Thing is, though, love, love always calls for a response. Uh, when I asked Tanya to marry me, and I had this ring, and I said, I love you, will you marry me? Um, she could have just said, huh. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. It's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but there needed to be an acceptance. And the same is true of God's love. It's, it's offered to us in Jesus. And so what will we do with his love? And that brings us to the fourth love is that we're going to talk about this morning. And that is love is the way that he draws us into his family. First uh, John 3 verse 1 says, and I love this verse, and it says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. And I don't know if the exclamation marks are there in the original language, but I love them because it's like lavished. Like what a fantastic word that is. It's like delight. Um, it's like I love tacos and he loves the red sauce from Chinese buffets. But this love... That is bigger than that. It's lavished on us. Like it's, I don't know if you are expecting under the tree to be lavished with gifts this year, uh, but this is like something that is so overwhelming and unrelenting and exactly what we need, this lavishing of God's love. It's just not a small thing. Um, it's unending and unbelievable and undeniably the best gift ever. And it's this gift that we are called his kids. We are invited into his family. It's a, it's a deep belonging. Um, and he didn't wait for us to show up, um, really. Uh, but he made a way for those he made um, to know him. And it speaks in that language that offers us both the status of being his heirs and the identity of being his kids. And they say Christmas is for kids. And I couldn't agree more. It really just shouts that God is love and that 
We all have the invitation to know that, to receive that, to be his kids, um, and then share it with others as he is in us. And so this love that is lavished is for you, and it's for me, and it's for absolutely everybody that we come across in a day, or that we have yet to meet, or that we will never meet. God's love is lavished um, for every one of us. Um, this last summer, I was having a conversation with a camper um, who, a cabin leader was like, she has so many questions and I don't even know how to like answer them all. And so I was like, all right, and just a little bit of like, grabbed a bunch of verses and made some notes and was like, hey Lord, like help me have the answers for this young girl. And we sat at this picnic table and the funnest thing about God's love is that it just, he doesn't, he, like Kimball was saying, like he didn't need us to be love. He just is love. And he had gone before anything that I could have done. And we sat at this picnic table and this little girl um, was just like, she was just like lit up. And she was like, Tanya, do you know that God just loves us? Like he loves us. Like he, she said the word love in a way that I had not heard often. And she was just like, no, but like really loves us. Like, so God had gone before. So she had all these questions um, and God had filled in all the gaps. So it doesn't mean that her life was simple when she went home or that she didn't still have questions that she was going to pursue God with. Um, but God was so kind in his goodness, in his character of love that he impressed upon her so that she could understand in a language that she could understand how loved she was. And it was just such a profound, I will never forget the look and the sound of her voice as she understood in a way that she needed to understand that she was so loved by God and that she got to take that with her everywhere she goes. And sometimes, as Kimball said, it can be a hard thing to remember. I know that it is for me, um, that God is, his love is for us because God is love. And as his kids, as, his kids, as God's family together, uh, we can look at how God acted in love by sending his son, Jesus, for us, to us, to um, live in a world so that we could understand who he is, um, and that he then lived and died for us. Um, and we can accept this lavish gift. It is unwrapped in Jesus, um, that we can accept his love, because uh, we need it, each of us, I do, and you do, and that we can and then should be known by his love, and we can make him known by that as we live in community. So as we wrap up our, our conversation on, on love today, just a few takeaways that we would like you to, I guess, remember, take from here, is first of all, very simply, very clearly, to know that you are loved. You're loved. You're loved by God. Um, maybe you've had some similar conversations as I have recently, and there's, there's some heaviness in this season. There's some sadness. There's, there's some loss. There's just some, uh, possibly too, some confusion as far as what, what this season looks like comparatively to our last couple of Christmases, and there's maybe some apprehension, anxiety involved in that. And, and overall, there's just some things that are in life that can be really heavy. And, uh, and so, again, to, to know very clearly, you know, to hear us express it, uh, to say, you are loved, that may not make everything in your life go away. Uh, but the, the deep underpinning of, of that knowledge 
and that it, it would be something that your heart could embrace is that God is love, that he has made known his love to you and, uh, and that you can walk in that love is something that I hope that you will take away from here because we can say it over and over again. Look in God's word. See how in the treasure of, of his word, it says over and over again that you are, you are loved by, by God and that he demonstrated that love in Jesus. And so, um, so know that you are loved and know clearly that love came down to us. That is really the epitome of it all is that this is why Jesus came. That's why we're, we're gathered here. That's why we declare uh, who Jesus is and, and what he has done for us is because, uh, because love came down uh, to us. And also to know this is that receiving the love of God means receiving Jesus. Uh, you, will, you will no doubt experience some form of, of love in this world as, as I said, the common grace of, of God. Uh, this world has its challenges. There's lots of beauty. There's still lots of, there's music, there's art, there's wonderful things, there's creation. We look around and we see all that God has made and that points us to him. But the actual receiving of the love of God came to us in the form of Jesus. And so to receive God's love means receiving Jesus. And so I wanna, we want to leave you, I want to pray and uh, invite you. Maybe you don't know love. You don't know the love of God. You haven't experienced that. Maybe you haven't uh, ever started a relationship with Jesus. And so I want to lead you in a prayer today. And you can, we can all you know, pray it. Uh, but I will, I will pray it, and in the quietness of your heart, if you want to pray this, um, would you consider truly receiving the love of God uh, this Christmas? Let's pray.